Hello, and welcome back to the CDI podcast. My name is Greta Hawker, and I am the graduate assistant at the Center for Community and Economic Development at the University of Central Arkansas. Today, it is my pleasure to welcome Dr. Kim Hoffman to the CDI podcast. Dr. Hoffman is a professor professor of public administration in the Department of Political Science at the University of Central Arkansas, where she directs the undergraduate public administration program and coordinates the internship program for all students within the department. Dr. Hoffman teaches courses in public administration and public policy, intergovernmental relations, state government and politics, and governmental budgeting. Her research interests lie primarily in state and local government budget processes and revenue systems. Dr. Hoffman, thank you so much for joining me today and welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you, Greta. Uh, Thank you for having me on this podcast. And I'm always excited to talk about government and public service. Well, I have a couple of questions for you today about your thoughts on civics education and the value of public service. But first, I'd like to ask you to tell us a little bit about your career and how you got to where you are today. Well, um, I have to say that at a very early age, I became interested in government and current events. So I always knew that I wanted some type of career in government, especially state government. I remember my first trip to the Arkansas State Capitol on a field trip, and I thought the state capitol was a beautiful building, and I actually saw myself working there one day. As an undergraduate student at UCA, I found public administration as a major, and it was then that I realized that public administration would help me to pursue a career in government. Um, But it was my graduate studies in public administration at the University of North Texas that helped me to figure out what I actually wanted to do in government. Uh, While pursuing my MPA degree, I interned with the budget office in the city of Denton, Texas. And I helped the budget officer um, create the city budget. And it was during that internship where I fell in love with government budgeting and the budget process and the key actors involved in creating public budgets. And that internship helped me to get my very first job as a legislative fiscal analyst with the Arkansas Bureau of Legislative Research, um, which is a nonpartisan staff organization for the Arkansas State Legislature. And as a legislative fiscal analyst, I learned a great deal about the Arkansas budget process, but I learned a lot about how state government works in general, about how the governor and the legislature and state agencies and lobbyists work together to create public policy. Um, And I realized my childhood dream of working in the state capitol. Um, But I also realized that through conversations with friends and family and and, um, just hearing people comment about government, most people don't know that much about how government works and why it does what it does. So um, after almost seven years of working for the state legislature, I decided to quit my job, go back to school and pursue the PhD in political science at the University of Oklahoma. And um, the PhD in political science with an emphasis in public administration and public policy um, obviously helped me to get the job that I have now at UCA. Um, And I've been at UCA now for 21 years. Um, But the one thing that I really learned from from all of that, and and one thing that I tell my students is that you should always take advantage of opportunities that come your way. When my graduate advisor 
told me about the internship opportunity in the budget office in the city of Denton. I was not enthusiastic about that. Public budgeting was not something that I thought I would be interested in. And government budgeting now has is, is something now that has become my primary teaching and research interest. So never dismiss an opportunity because you think you won't like it. That's great advice. And you've obviously been very inclined towards government um, ever since you were little. But I know there are a lot of people who are not as inclined as you and are not as informed. Um, so I know you're, that you're very invested in making sure your students have a solid foundation of education about government and politics. So can you talk a little bit more about why it is important for people to be informed about their government and how it functions? Sure. Um, what I tell all of my students um, and anyone who wants to talk to me about government is that government impacts all of our lives every single day. From the more mundane services, such as picking up the trash, delivering the mail, to programs and services that greatly and directly improve our lives, such as public education and providing funding for higher education. Americans rely on a myriad of programs and services every single day. In a modern society, we rely on government to, to do many things for us. Also, policy decisions made by our elected and non-elected officials can be both life-changing and life-saving decisions. So we need to be cognizant of those decisions. But on a more philosophical level, I truly believe that one of our duties as an American citizen is to be informed about government and how it functions. An informed electorate is essential to electing good people to represent us and an informed electorate is essential to a functioning democracy. Wow, yeah, I absolutely agree with you there. Um, so can you talk a little bit more about what the issues are that you think that Americans should focus most on um, and that they should be most informed about it as far as government and politics goes? I think there are several broad things that citizens need to know and understand about government and politics. First, Americans need to understand that in our system of government, making policy to solve our societal problems is challenging and something that can take a long time due to structural barriers put in place in the US Constitution by our founding fathers. I think many Americans have this idea that when we elect a new president or when we elect a new governor, that our problems are going to be solved immediately and wholly. And that just does not happen. And when it doesn't happen, citizens become frustrated, they become disappointed in government, they become disillusioned. So Americans need to understand the basic foundations of our governmental system. We have a separation of powers, we have a federalist system of government. Both of these constitutional concepts make quick policy action difficult. For the founding fathers, this was a good thing. They wanted deliberate and thoughtful policies to be created in an environment where compromise must be reached between the branches of government and the levels of government. But the impact of these concepts can be a slow policy-making process. The second broad thing that I want the average citizen, or I think the average citizen should understand is that um, officials in government at all levels 
are dealing with very complicated and complex policy problems. The current global pandemic, the environment, the economic downturn that it has caused is a really good example of a very complex problem where policy action has not resulted in immediate resolution of that problem. We need to be more realistic about what government can solve and how fast government can respond to some of these really, really complex problems. And finally, I think citizens need to understand that their own decisions impact government and how it works. The mere act of voting for people to represent us in government has consequences. If we don't like the decisions being made by our elected representatives, then we need to take um, a closer look at who we elect. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so for people who aren't kind of imbued in this discussion about government and politics and aren't in academia or aren't students in this area, what, what are some, some tangible steps um, that you think people could take to become more informed and to, to give themselves this knowledge? Well, um, I suppose I'm old school in, in answering this way. Um, but I think that the best way that an average person can become more knowledgeable about government and what is going on around them is to actually pick up a newspaper for just a few minutes every day and read a newspaper. And so I'm talking about the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. I'm talking about the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times. While each of these newspapers have an editorial section and they have editorials that we may not agree with, the news sections of these papers are quite good at delivering um, the news. I also have high praise for PBS NewsHour and National Public Radio. And again, just take a few minutes. If you have a, a 20 or 30 minute commute in the morning or the evening, put on NPR um, in the morning and evening. There's a fantastic way to catch the news and a fantastic way of learning about what's going on um, in the world um, as well as domestically. So I'm very old school in what I tell folks to do in terms of becoming more knowledgeable. And, and those things are really simple and they're very inexpensive and they're very accessible for us you know, to do. But what I would also say is that government at all levels, but especially at the local level, governments give citizens the opportunity to become informed and to participate in the policy process. And citizens should take um, advantage of those opportunities. So what am I talking about? Um, attend a city council meeting once a month attend a quorum court meeting. These meetings are open to the public. Look through your, your local newspaper and you will see meeting notices for these types of meetings. Uh, sit on an, a city advisory board where the city is wanting people, citizens, to sit on these advisory boards and to make recommendations or suggestions about a particular policy issue. Um, I want people to understand that democracy is a two-way street. Government should be transparent in its actions, but citizens must do their part to be informed and also to participate in the political process. Yeah, there are plenty of opportunities for us to participate, but we just need to take advantage of them. So um, this is my final question for you. 
I understand that one of the public administration program's main goals is to um, emphasize the value of public service and prepare students for careers in public service. Um, and, you know, this is a community and economic development podcast. So I kind of wanted to ask, how do you see the public service uh, workforce and people being interested in public service? How do you see that as facilitating community, community development and improving our communities? Well, first, I think we need to encourage young people in particular to pursue careers in public service, either in a government agency or a nonprofit organization. And we know through survey data that young people today very much want to make their communities better, but they often don't see government as the vehicle or avenue for for doing that. And I very much want to dispel that perception. Um, Another thing is that the government workforce at all levels of government is an aging workforce. So there are a lot of opportunities um, for entry-level positions for young people to grab and take those positions if they're willing to do so. Um, and also community development, um, That's to me, that's a very localized kind of function. And local government is government that is closest to the people. And so if a young person really wants to see the fruits of their labor, then I think working Uh, at the community level, working in local government is where they're going to be able to see um, the difference that they are making. And regarding community and economic development, I see this as a perfect fit for uh, a person who wants a dynamic career where they are likely to interact with the nonprofit sector, the private sector, other levels of government, institutions of higher ed, and other groups to facilitate community projects. And lastly, I would say that young people uh, bring different perspectives to solving policy problems. Uh, And I think that these new perspectives are sorely needed when we're talking about complex problems. Absolutely. Well, I am so happy to have been able to talk with you today. It's been a pleasure to speak with you. Um, Thank you for your perspective and for being here to discuss these important issues with us. Thank you very much, Greta. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the CDI podcast and stay tuned for next week's episode.